Welcome to The Deep Place on creativity and spirituality. Friends, you are listening to Season 3 of The Deep Place podcast. And in this season, we are going on a journey, the creative journey. My name's Joel McCarrow, and I'll be somewhat of a guide through the strange and wild lands that make up our creative worlds. So would you take my hand, shake the dust, pick up your packs, and let's go. The Deep Place podcast was recorded on the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, a land that was stolen. As a podcast, we pay our respects to the traditional custodians and storytellers of this land. And we thank Auntie Di Kerr for her blessing to tell stories and poetry on this land. Friends, it is amazing to have you here listening to the Deep Place podcast today. Uh, I'm going to be chatting with an amazing, incredible photographer named Candace Smith from over in the States. Uh, And Candace, we kind of talk through a whole lot of her creative process, but she works very specifically with clients to um, get them to tap into kind of their own fears and self-doubt and then uses photography, uh, her photography and, and creative photo photographic shoots as a way for them both to confront their inner uh, fear and what is happening for them and to find freedom and kind of blossom out of that super encouraging, amazing conversation that you're just about to hear. Um, before we get into that, though, I also want to say the the School for Creative Development has kicked off this year in 2023. We're going through this very podcast series that you're listening to. Uh, we've developed that into a course and you can join up at schoolforcreativedevelopment.com uh, Um, And not only do we do this course, but a whole lot of other modules, there's a whole lot of teaching content on there. Um, But also one of the things that a new thing that we're beginning to offer is that as you uh, sign up, you're going to also get a kind of a 20 minute um, creative uh, discussion with me, a Zoom, FaceTime, Zoom, whatever it is thing uh, with me to kind of a, a clarity, a creative uh, project clarity call where you can have a chat with me about something that you're working on. So you get that uh, as you sign up for the School for Creative Development to do the Creative Journey course. Um, not only do you get to connect with me, but there's a whole lot of other humans that are doing this uh, creative community work together, supporting, encouraging each other other. So jump on schoolforcreativedevelopment.com. Otherwise, sit back and we're about to listen to this brilliant, wonderful, incredible interview with Candace Smith. Candace Smith, welcome to the Deep Place podcast. It's fantastic to have you on this episode. Yes, I'm so excited. I've been... Uh diving into all of the content that you release and I love every episode. Ah, thank you. That's wonderful. Um, <laughs> so Candace, I've known for what, six, I think, I think Facebook came up with like a six year memory the other day, six years, yep. yeah. six years mm-hmm. we've known each other. Um, right. Starting off at Brooke Shaden's Promoting Passion Conference. Yes, that's right which I think there's a few different people that have been on the pod. I mean, Joy Prouty, who hosted this podcast with me yeah, to fan. start with, was yep. was that same conference. So a lot of beautiful things has come out of 
um, promoting passion and Brooke Shaden's yeah. work. And you are, you're a photographer, obviously, because I met you there, but um, yes. you're a photographer. I am a photographer. Yes. Yeah. I am. Uh, I was deemed the essence photographer. So a lot of what I do is working specifically with women, mostly for their branding, but also getting them naked in the woods and coming home to their bodies and <laughs> feeling uh, comfortable with who they are. <laughs> Getting them naked in the woods and coming home to their bodies. We can definitely talk about that on this episode would be great. (laughs) In fact, we could even dive straight in there in some way because you're, before you were doing photography, um, way back in the day. Way back in the day, uh, yep. um, You were often getting naked in the woods. You are a model and particularly or specifically uh, a nude model for many, many, many years. Yeah, Um, I started as an art model. Mm-hmm. Tell us, tell us about that. Tell us about the nude modeling days, because I know, I don't know from your stories. I'm going to so, say art model. Let's go art, art model. model. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Glass it up here, buddy. Thanks. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, um, okay. This the, is being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you had yes. some horrendous experiences that you've talked to me about that time, sure. yep. and mm-hmm. also beautiful experiences. What did you? In being a um, a life model, art model, the wonderful muse, stuff that you could say muse, muse, too. A yeah. muse yeah. in muse, yeah. <laughs> what did you learn about the self through that time, especially in relation to physicality and body and that kind of yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah. So it, it's interesting. I I started art modeling through my dance teacher in college. So she had introduced me to an artist uh, that needed a life model. And I was really comfortable with my body at that point. Although, you know, prior to going to college and like escaping my family in high school and all of the things that that was, I was not. And um, it took a while for me to actually love myself, love my body and be comfortable enough standing in front of a room full of people nude yeah, <laughs> and having them, you know, stare at, stare at my body for hours on end and <laughs> um, yeah, draw, draw every curve and line and dimple and all the things that make most women uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I did it for hours and then wow. weeks and then years and then a decade, <laughs> 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 not specifically as the art model, but, you know, being art. And uh, I think a lot of, why I do the work that I do is because I I learned to cut myself off from myself and um, being in that position and creating art in that way, I stopped feeling and I just was like I showed up and it became a habit. So I didn't actually know myself well. So huh. I, I created this projection of what people wanted to see and I showed them that and I forgot wow. who I was. So it wasn't yeah, it wasn't until I stopped modeling and like took two years off from my life to like decompress basically and find myself again. So it was this whole coming home to myself process where I had to let go of the model Candace and then figure out who I wanted to be next. And wow. conveniently, I had been shooting all along. So I was um, taking pictures five-ish years before I retired as a model and, you know, mostly photographing my beautiful model girlfriends. And um, myself, I started with self-portraits, actually. So I had a photographer friend give me a camera because he's left me alone in the studio too long. And I just started taking pictures of myself because I was bored. And when we looked (laughs) at the images after the shoot, 
<laughs> and he's like, wow, I don't remember taking these. These are fucking good. <laughs> and yeah, that's when I was like, hey, yeah. So that was me. <laughs> and so he gifted me a camera and that, that was my start into my art. Yeah. That's amazing. So you, during your modeling time, you um, actually found you disconnected from body rather than I connected did. to it. Exactly. Um, is there... I'm, I'm wondering the difference, like what, because um, there'd be people who who authentically art model for people and connect to themselves in that and connect to the body. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you've met many people like yourself who actually, who who disconnected to do it. What's the different, like, is there a difference in the people? Is there a difference in the mindset? And what changed mm, for you? Good question. Well, I c- can't necessarily be in someone else's mind all i know is myself Mm. so uh i can say there's several skills that i learned being a a model um i learned how to meditate especially with the art modeling it was it's the presence and the focus the singular focus on just one thing like specifically posing for art classes you can't really breathe or move or do anything um so you have to just like focus on I ended up focusing on like the crinkle of the fabric on the floor and just huh. lost myself in that huh. so it was a total out of body experience and you know like breathing gently so there's this whole way that you you learn how to like not move <laughs> <laughs> which is different than modeling for photographers because part yeah. of uh, why I did it for so long was the character that I created. Basically, like I was a, I was a dancer and huh. I got to perform for the photographers that I worked with. And they hired me based on the type of images that I could help them co-create because there's like a lyrical quality and there's mm. uh, a playfulness and a just mm. tiny dancer. I'm a tiny, I'm a tiny dancer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Elton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then... And then you get gifted, which is amazing that that they gave you a camera uh, based around. So it began, did the change for you begin around the self-portraiture? Like when you had control to, like in some ways you're taking control back from whoever was behind the lens and you now are beginning to think artistically, creatively about how you pose yourself and what that framing looks like in the camera. Is that when things began to change and how you perceived yourself in that moment as a model? Yeah, yeah. I think that was definitely part of it. And I think it was also like making my own art. So it wasn't, I got to step out of the muse role and actually be Mm. the artist. So, and I think that was the bigger shift was actually seeing other people as art. Like I had been, I don't want to say idolized, but kind of like I was put on a pedestal and, you know, my Mm. job was to be beautiful and like create art. Mm. And so when I actually got to do that myself and have full authority of what I wanted to create, it was a very different uh, energy and thought Mm. process because I got to create this story. You know, it wasn't like somebody else's thing. It was me with all the details. Mm. So it was, yeah, yeah. I think it was that pivot. It was definitely like allowing myself to be in full control of creation. Wow.
So these days you still do your own self-portraiture work uh, as well. And does it bring you that same sense of creative freedom, like creative autonomy, I suppose you could say, that you, you are owning this process? What's the... Is there, is, maybe I'm asking about your process as you do the self-portraiture kind of work. Ooh, um, yeah, so I, I like to consider myself a storyteller. So mm. what I found is um, it's really interesting because I tried to do my own headshots like repeatedly and they all suck and I hate them all. And <laughs> what, I, what I realized <laughs> is that it's really hard being photographed. Yes, it's true. And that's why I do what I do is to help people like get over their shit so that they can show it better for themselves. Yeah, and I can't yeah. do that by myself. <laughs> I can't uh, do it. Like I can't do it by myself. Um, but uh, when it's art, like when it's, you know, like taking a single light and some trippy wallpaper and like just making something that's beautiful for the purpose of being beautiful, not because like I need to say something Yeah, that's easy for me. Wow. Um, yeah. It's just a different mindset. Yeah. And, and you, you, sometimes you just need help. <laughs> you need somebody outside of your brain that can help you create something that you can't see. Yeah. Uh, I think. And, and, you know, because I've been creating self-portraits and like making my own art for so long, it's almost become habitual. Whereas like the headshots are uncomfortable, <laughs> but making art, like standing naked on a rock and like making my body, this focus of attention within the scene of whatever story I create. Easy. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I mean, it's a beautiful way for you to honor yourself, like in the self-portraiture portraiture work and to honor, um, to honor the body that you have in a way that you are embracing it. Like you talked about when you were um, modeling for other people, like there was the disconnect, but now in modeling for yourself, it sounds like a beautiful sense of reconnection back to mm-hmm. the beauty of your body and being able to just embrace that. And I'm wondering, do you, is it easy to find creative flow in that? Like, do you get into creative flow state when you're in kind of self-portraiture mode? Yes. Yeah. As long as, as long as I don't think (laughs) that, yeah, it sounds bizarre, but it's true. Like, and this is also what I help my clients with as well is when you get stuck in your head, that's where you're stuck and you can't create what you actually want to because the ideas and the the thought process for me at least is uh, blocks the flow state. So when yeah. I can like supersede my mind and just be present with what is and what, what feels like that's where the magic is. So it's, it's stopping the thought and allowing the feel. Hmm. Stopping the thought and allowing the feel. I love that. I am, um, uh, teaching this week, I was talking to my students this week about, um, I was saying stop thinking, like don't and yeah. say uh, I'm teaching high school students. I'm like, I know at school you're told to think, but I want you to stop thinking. Or I said, instead, how about you think on the page? Like think on yeah. the page. Don't sit there trying to work out what the story is going to be or the poem's going to be or whatever. And I think maybe yeah. it's the same process. Like don't think, think in, think in the feeling, think in the movement, think in the moment, like in the, yeah. the presence of that moment that's when beautiful things begin to happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it, it's um, it's a combination of elements too. So it's it's whatever, like 
oftentimes I'll take a dress and put it in a location. Sometimes that doesn't make any sense. Um, and it's the the contradiction and the what comes of the story. So oftentimes, specifically with my own work, I don't I don't plan I don't plan anything. It's basically wow. like I am inspired to go make art today. And so it, when I do have like a concrete ex- idea of what I want to create, it oftentimes doesn't work <laughs> for myself. Like with my yeah. clients. It's, yeah. I plan. I plan all the details, and like they yeah. know exactly what to wear. They know the time of day. They know all the details. Like we've talked for hours before. They're like super preps. Everything's dialed in so that when they show up, they don't have to think. Like everything's just planned. But when I when I create with myself, it's like if I if I think too much, it's fucked. it's just a flop failure yeah isn't that interesting isn't that's fascinating because i know others would others would be the opposite um in terms of they they need to have their like the theme that they're going for i've tried i've tried and you just can't do that it just doesn't work yeah yeah and it's it's i'm often inspired by light of course um yeah or you know a song or the wallpaper there was this i stayed at a place recently and it just had this trippy flowered wallpaper i was like this is gonna make some great art and that's where i tried to do the headshots and they were awful <laughs> but the art with the single light gorgeous i love them <laughs> a few quick words from our sponsors you know, when I come across people who are able to um, who are able to sift through the black and white and realize that actually our spiritual journeys and our creative journeys are full of complexity and nuance and they are not an easy thing just to live out. When I come across people who honor that, I feel like I've found a bit of a tribe that I can belong to and The Practice Co is exactly that. Um, Daily reflections, meditations, devotions on things to help you in your spirituality journey, holistic spirituality journey. Go check out thepracticeco.com and you can download their app and it will be amazing for you. As you guys know, one of the sponsors of the Deep Place podcast is ACOM, the Australian College of Ministry, which is an online educational institution where you can get accredited courses, undergraduate, postgraduate, um, the creativity and spirituality course that I run. But there's a whole lot of different spirituality units that they run, things like intro to Christian spirituality, spiritual formation and personal transformation, the art and science of formation, sounds so good, spiritual mentoring, the art of discernment. There's just so many things that these guys are doing, so many units that you could do that I know are going to like really um, bring a whole lot of good stuff to your life. So go and have a look at acom.edu.au if you want to do some accredited study. A lot of this season on The Deep Place, we've been talking about how to kind of go deep yeah. in our in our creativity and and then also how to bring that deepness back up to the surface so other people can engage in it and i think yeah. to just even to know that the going deep for all of us happens so differently and Absolutely. and maybe yeah. for some who are listening now that have been trying to kind of plan things out and 
this is how I'm going to, this is what I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to do. Perhaps perhaps it's going to be in the letting go mm-hmm. and and just going with the moment that brings them into that deep flow state. But there's such a fear there as well, isn't there? Like there's Absolutely. a fear in. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And there's a, there's a trust, like you have to trust yourself to know uh, that you can catch yourself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love that. Like the key to breaking past that fear is that is the self-trust. Trust, like exactly yeah. as you said, that if you can trust yourself, that even if it's a flop, like who gives a stuff because you're just playing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's but no if you can, yeah, having that non non attachment. But if you can trust yourself, trust your creative process, trust, um, trust yourself in the flow, then then that is, yeah. I'm just thinking like um, that's it helps create the flow. I think it's like mm. yeah, that's what my artist does anyway. <laughs> yeah, so good, so good. Um. You now are not so much in front of the camera. I am not. Yeah. As much as rare. you are. Yeah. Yeah. As much as you are behind the camera taking photos of people. And you um, yeah. you said at the opening that you um, have been deemed or deem yourself. I forget the words you said, but. I was branded. Um, yeah. <laughs> branded the essence photographer. Yeah. Is that someone branded. said that to you about you or you said that to yourself? Yeah. No, no, this was, it took me a solid two years to actually like own that because it's kind of, I don't know, it's, I, that's what I do. It's what I do. But yeah, yeah, it was definitely an ego trip to say, I am the essence photographer. (laughs) So yeah, um, I had. So someone said that to you? um, Yeah. 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 I was working with a marketing person. I actually photographed her retreat and she was looking at my work. She's like, this, you're you're the essence photographer. I'm like, what does that even mean? <laughs> and it took us. It took a while. It took a while to actually say, yeah, that's that is what I do. That's what I'm here for. That's what I love. That's my. Passion. So tell me yeah. about that. What do you mean? What what does that mean? The essence photographer. I help people see themselves as they truly are. Hmm. The true essence of who they are. Yeah. I get to be the reflection of their soul and help them sometimes remember because we all forget. Yeah, don't we just? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you do that, essence photographer? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Uh, often, <laughs> Take so, us through, Leah, like if someone comes up to you and says, hey, hey I want some photos. You're awesome. Let's do um, stuff. Yeah. Let's do stuff together. What's the? How do you do it? What do you do? Um, so the first step is getting to know them, like figuring out what their story is, figuring out what they actually mm-hmm. want to say. Uh, oftentimes people come to me, so I'm a branding photographer. So most of what I do is helping people, specifically women with their website, social media content yeah. and creating images that draw in their ideal clients. Um, so that is a little different than the essence work that I do and the, I would say the difference is that the essence and the distinction is uh, it's it's the softer side. It's like allowing yourself to feel yourself before you share with the world. So, uh-huh. and that's why I say getting women naked in the woods. It's like actually coming home to who you are, trusting yourself so that you can show up better for your clients. So, wow. yeah. <laughs> but all shoots start with a conversation and questions. I I'm a eternally curious being. And I like to get to know people and their stories and what they're about and what makes them tick and 
what, yeah. what they see as their future. Um, yeah. And then read in between the lines of what they're actually saying and what they want to say. Um, I would say that's one of my superpowers is like seeing people's potential and allowing them to step into the next version of themselves. That's a beautiful and an honoring and uh, a lot of pressure to do as well for yourself, like to show up and say, I'm going to work with this person and I'm going to listen to them, listen to their story, uh, how, like ask them probing questions to take them deeper into that story, listen beyond their story to maybe a little bit of what's r- really happening for them and what they're trying to get at but maybe can't articulate. Um, mm-hmm. And then I'm going to take that and I'm going to transpose it into a photographic shoot with them that draws that out. That's huge. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and it happens. It happens though, doesn't it? Like you were talking yeah. to me just just yesterday, you had a shoot or the day before and you had said to me that the um, the lady said that you... I forget your exact wording, but it was something along the lines of the way that you asked questions or what you drew out of me was something that I had never realized. It was something along those lines. And I'm guessing that happens all the time for you. It does. Yeah. And it's interesting because I'm also the more evolved I get, I suppose, the more skills I pick up. So I'm also Mm. um, helping with the wardrobe, like the whole planning. So, um, and I'll, I, the last, I don't know, six or seven shoots, most of the women are like, I have never, ever wanted to wear this color or this thing or this whatever. And so they're like shopping differently and they're like seeing how they want to adorn their bodies completely differently. So there's this new like layer of self that is available and it's gorgeous. And I love it. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's amazing. So it's so part of it that obviously uh, moves them forward forward or moves them maybe maybe it's actually moving them into who they are is going to be the the confidence to show up at a photographic shoot to start with but also the um it's permission I think a lot of what I what I love doing is like giving women permission for whatever it is that they need because we don't we often don't especially a lot of the moms that I work with specifically they you know they're all consumed by the family life and what they have to give and what they have to do and how they have to show up. So what I love to do is just give them time to just be, just be who you're supposed to be and not force anything and not have to like project anything or create anything that's not other than for you. Yeah. Which mothers don't do a lot of anything uh, that's not for that. That's related to self and giving to self. Um, yeah. What a what a gift for like no wonder that they're so moved and so um uh, that they find freedom in that is is mm-hmm. huge. There's so many elements that you're tapping into uh in terms of so many people's stories that I know from the like giving yourself time to giving yourself the um uh the permission to be beautiful in front of a camera. Yeah. To, to be dread, adored. To, I mean, that's to be adored. my job. <laughs> yeah. I just fall in love with my clients a little bit every time. <laughs> the adoration of, yeah. of them. That's, that's amazing. And what is it? I mean, definitely, obviously for parent, for mothers, it, there's time and there's giving so much to 
to kids, family, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. A lot of it is play. Um, I would say like one of my, I don't know, core values is play, like fun. And actually, you know, it, it can be fun. It can be easy to come home to yourself and like, remember who you are Uh, and just acknowledge how far you've come and where you're going and just sit in that and just be still. (laughs) And what's, what stops us from doing that though? Like, cause these, cause these are things, cause these are things like, I know, cause all of these things are stuff like, well, I, I want to adore myself more and I want to adore my body more. Um, even as a man, that feels weird saying that, but cause, cause there's that disconnection between, yeah. uh, for men as well, between uh, a man and his body, um, that disconnection happens for all of us in different ways. And I know, like, obviously there's because of media and all that kind of stuff, is there something for you that you name that you just see over and over again? Oh, this thing, I'm back at this thing for this person. I'm back at this same thing. Is there something that is like a standout pattern for why this keeps happening for us? Mm, I I mean, short answer, we forget. We forget who we are. I think that's, you you know, there's there's a way that... uh, children specifically don't have that they you know it's complete presence all the time all if they feel something they show you they tell you they get rid of it and then they move on to being happy and joyful again and a lot of really i think the main mission of my job is to help specifically women embrace their inner child and actually remember to play and like take care of themselves and do what's necessary to feel good because we forget we really do forget what it is to give us, to allow ourselves to feel good. Like imagine a world where we intentionally choose that as our operating mechanism. As our, right? Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Like if everybody just woke up joyful and <laughs> we could just smile more. Yeah. Allowed ourselves. Yes. Gave, even giving ourselves to... I, I mean, I grew up in I grew yeah. up in like um, religious world. As people listening to this podcast know, like conservative Christianity, and and there's like there's so much in that and in other forms of belief and and spiritual systems that is about self denial, yeah. um, the denial of self and the denial of one's pleasures, and um, and I can see like coming out of that, I can see. Um, both that obviously there is something about self-denial at times that can be a beautiful thing. Um, Mm -hmm. But in the opposite way, like there's also got to be something about self-pleasure and sensuality and nakedness and loving on ourselves and giving ourselves permission to adore ourselves. Surely if there is some spiritual someone or something that created this, (laughs) created, wouldn't they want that of us to like enjoy ourselves? Because if we're created, whether like, do you know what I mean? Yes, (laughs) of course. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And sometimes it can be as simple as just a deep breath and actually allowing yourself, your body to like feel why we're here. (sighs) I think we should all take a deep breath, (laughs) listeners. Can we do that after three? Let's take a deep breath. One, two, three. (sighs) 
even that, like the choice to do that simple little thing, you feel your lungs fill up, which we don't yeah. normally because we normally we're breathing shallow from our from our it's stomachs true. or yeah, whatever, yeah. or just from for, I don't know where breathe. from our yeah. chest, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but to to fill up, like yeah. even that little thing, doesn't it just bring this beautiful sense of oh oh yeah, I forgot. Well, yeah, yeah, there I am. <laughs> I forgot yeah. I had this larger chest, this yeah. larger spaciousness inside of me. Yeah. yeah. I love that even the simplest thing connects us back to ourselves if if mm-hmm. we let it, if we let it. Yeah, the breath is so important. It's beautiful. Is there a, and I know it's sometimes it's hard to think of a story on the spot, um, so don't oh worry boy. if there's not, Pressure. but okay. I'm just wondering if there's a story on the spot <laughs> from a from Ooh. a client, from someone you've worked with that you're like, this, and obviously you can change names or whatever, but this is sure. this is where they were at, this is what I did with them, and this is what this is what came out of that. Yeah. Um, shit. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot. Uh, <laughs> so one in particular that sticks out, uh, so I, I photograph retreats and oftentimes m- my work is to to be the reflection of the transformation. So um, women show up to all of these transformational retreats, these experiences, and then they get to leave with a, a token. Um, and one woman mm-hmm. in particular, it's choose your own adventure. So basically like how I design shoots is allowing you to creates like giving you permission and full scope to say what is the idea in my mind that wants to come out on the page and uh one woman in particular had been in therapy for 20 years and she Mm. lost her son and she she never properly mourned like she never really cried she never let him go and part of the shoot was letting go and during the exploration of my process of getting to know her she told me all about her son and the ways that she's been working really hard to like come to the realization that he's gone like not sitting in his room like trying to actually get past the loss and on the shoot she raged and it was the most beautiful thing that I've ever seen. And she picked up bricks and she threw them against a wall and she just screamed and just let it go. And she said she had 20 years of therapy. And she's like, I had never, I have never felt, I had never felt. And she just ripped it and it was glorious. And I will never forget that shoot. Like the pictures are kind of crap. They're a little blurry, <laughs> but <laughs> but the energy was just Ugh. like, what is happening? Yeah. yeah. Well, understandably a little blurry if she's raging it throwing bri- so, bricks everywhere. Oh my god, like my <laughs> heart incredible. was exploding. Yeah, it was it was it was incredible. That sounds like one of the most incredible, beautiful experiences that you could it have. Really, yeah, it like took my breath away. And so obviously if I'm not breathing, then I can't take a good photo. But she, <laughs> she was she was so proud. <laughs> and and I think that if, and this is not to say at all that therapy doesn't help people, et cetera, et cetera, Therapy's et cetera. Great. Highly recommend, yes. Totally. But isn't it beautiful that even 
for this woman who hadn't found, uh, and she'd probably found actually a lot of growth through therapy but in, yeah. in lots of different ways. But now this moment where it is just her and, a, and yeah, some she, bricks and you and, and a camera, <laughs> yeah. she finds yeah. that freedom to let go. That is powerful. That's amazing. Yeah, it was it was really powerful. Like amazing, mind blowing, honored. I would say honored. Okay, so you have these incredible, amazing, fantastic experiences with with these women, um, and obviously not all of them need to dance naked in the woods. I'm sure there's, there's many who keep. I their mean, I on. think we all do, but yes, it, oftentimes it's professional. <laughs> it's website <laughs> content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so someone listening and going, "Oh, I'd like the essence photographer, but I don't want to get naked." They can still come to you and absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's more it's more about the coming home to self as opposed to the nudity bit. <laughs> <laughs> you just love nudity. You just love nudity. I think there's a freedom. Yeah, there's definitely, you know, a, yeah, there's a freedom. When you, when you don't get trapped in this stuff and you just allow yourself to be. Yes. And and once again in I think in a in a society that so often either takes nudity and takes it to like a crass mm-hmm. um, sexualized yeah. sexualization uh, or otherwise swings the spectrum the opposite way and and is anti-nudity like is is like no we need to you what you're bringing to people even whether they get nude or not what you're <laughs> um I love the defiance of your creativity, like that you are um, defying society and saying, screw you and your uh, binary, it's either sexualized or not, but there yeah. is an honouring of the physicality um, in such beautiful ways. Like, And it really is a defiant, it really is like a... Um, like a social activism that needs to happen more and more, like a creative social activism defiance. It's a powerful yeah. thing. It's a really yeah. powerful thing in our society to um, to do that, to go against those those mainstream binaries that we have. Um, beautiful. I love that you're doing this. Um, has there been a time, um, and, and I know there has, has there been a time when it's all sucked? And it's mm-hmm. not working, and things and things as far are not, as like a shoot or my life. No, just just you your your in your creative practice. Because hearing you now, Ooh, yeah. it's like yeah, yeah. it's like so far it's it's been like oh amazing, this is wonderful, how great, how great. And, and oh, I yeah. know, yeah, and I know that there's the moments of wonder in our creative practice, and there's also really hard moments, and the moments that aren't the this beautiful expression of freedom and rage through throwing bricks um yeah what's the hard times looked like for you in your creative pra- oh. practice oh my goodness okay how where do i start so many things. <laughs> Hold on. okay mm, how raw do i want to get <laughs> <laughs> your choice your choice <laughs> let's see so i often struggle with depression and yeah. i can uh, lose motivation and get trapped in my head and it's a scary dark place and I think uh, Mm. 
as a creative, as a full-time artist, like this is my life, this is my job, this is my passion. Mm. Uh, it gets it gets muddy sometimes because like everything that I do and everything that I want to create is also what I get paid for. So yeah. Um, so sometimes I get stuck and the eyes, the ideas just don't work and, and I, I get bored and, you know, everything just gets muddy. I think muddy is like the best term. It's just like, ugh, I just don't want to get up today. This is meh. <laughs> so, and the way that I've overcome that is learning how to see in the dark huh. and like making the void and the things that don't feel good a resourced place where I I find the creativity or I'll I'll like make a self-portrait that's just black and like take all the pain and the hate of myself and the self-loathing and the whatever something something thing that I'm experiencing in the moment and mm. make it art. Uh, you know, that's what I do for my clients. So it's taking the stuff that you don't show others and making it beautiful. Mm. Learning how to see in the darkness is such a beautiful phrase for that. I think because I think it is a learned, like for me, it, it always has been when I'm going through the hard stuff through the dark times, it's a, mm -hmm. it's a learned response that yeah. allows us to get through. Like if we naturally, the natural kind of in those dark moments just wants to go, oh, screw it all. Like yeah. everything is Which dark and misery. Yeah. Yes, I'm sure. Yeah. I'll just lay in bed for a couple of days and be like, nah. <laughs> nah. Um, what has taught you to learn to see in the dark? Has there been like intentional things that you've had to choose to do or people or what's what's That's taught you? How to good see? question. I, I'm sure I, I'm going to say there's multiple things. Um, yeah. I ask a lot of questions. So I'm, I'm, I grew to become really good at asking for help, um, mm. or, or aligning myself with someone that could help so that I don't mm. have to ask. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's a, an awareness. So, it, you know, it's, it was a process of getting to know myself so well that it's like, Oh, it's that thing again. And just like recognizing that, okay, I need to do something else now <laughs> and like write a poem or watch children play at the park or do something that it's that doesn't need me that I can not be Candace for a little while so yeah or make fucking art so it's either giving yourself to something totally different yeah like I that's know. not like a practice, a whether yeah, playing with kids in the park with a niece, with yeah. a nephew, with or something. Yeah. Um, or even just like watching kids or, you know, like watching the birds fly by or something that's like relatively mindless so that my my mind can shut up and the dark thoughts can go away. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. Um so that's a kind of a reflection on the when mental health gets hard. And you get stuck so. in those places. Is it the same for your creativity? Like, what do you, where do you go when you get stuck creatively? Is it a uh, learning to see in the dark creatively as well? Or is that look yeah, different? Yeah. Um, does it look different? No, I think it's pretty much the same. Yeah. And mm. when I, when I get stuck creatively, oftentimes what I do is I'll find, I'll call a friend. <laughs> mm. and I have uh, some model friends that also just like to create just, just for fun. 
Uh, and I think it's that it's the creating without the need. And I think specifically as a, a working photographer, that this is my job. Like this is what I get paid for. Yeah. And this is, you know, there's a creation that has to happen. That's not attached to money or finances yes. or future. <laughs> it's like just making art for the sake of making art. Yeah. And sometimes it's you know, writing poetry, like love mm. to sit and write. And mm. you're amazing inspiration for that. Thank you. And thank you. Uh, I think it's, yeah, it's like having something to feed the creative mind that isn't attached to the money or the need or the client. It's so, so very important. Like those personal projects or whatever you want to call them, the things that don't for those of us who are making money from our craft. And there's been a number of people that I've interviewed um, on The Deep Place who aren't making money, like who that's not their career, but yeah. um, something changes, doesn't it? When you have it to does. pay rent, pay rent yeah. <laughs> yeah. by taking photos of people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. bloody responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> um, to then we almost have to force ourselves just yeah. to oh, create just to create for no other reason than the play of it, the creativity yeah. of it. It's all satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah. Cause otherwise I, I fall into it all the time too. Like you just end up creating just because, you know, you've got this commission, got this work that has to be done, that work that has to be mm -hmm. done. Um, what a beautiful reminder for us, for, for all those who are listening, who, who it is their creative career. Um, I just think it's almost imperative like i think because then our career is going to suffer as well anyway Absolutely. if we don't yeah if we don't intentionally choose to give ourselves the time mm -hmm. um because that's going to be the choice always the time to create with no objective to fluff around and be okay with that like we have to give ourselves that time or our creative career is not going to like we're going to lose inspiration to the creative career and it's going to be a hard slog exactly um, yeah but just our lives in general. So what a beautiful reminder, I think, for us to look at our own lives and do a bit of an audit of our of our creativity is important to go, how much percentage actually am I of my creative work? How much is linked to something that makes money or linked to, even linked to an objective, even if it's not making money, like linked to an objective where I'm going to have this exhibition or where I'm going to pitch this this poetry to this thing this competition this book this whatever it might be but what's the percentage of stuff that's just creating just for the sake of creating with no other inhibitions as well it's just and it comes back to the giving yourself permission doesn't it yeah yep yeah and finding something you know i think that's another part of it is like what do you want to create when you don't have to <laughs> So yeah. asking, asking the curious questions, like, what is it that my left hand wants to draw today? <laughs> it's finding the things that you don't normally do or don't normally give yourself to because, you. I mean, it's the backhand thing. Right. It's kind of what yeah. you're saying. It's the things that, you know, the things that give you money, the things you're really good at, like yeah. as a creative. But yeah. what's the stuff that you can just... Just for sport, yeah. Just for sport, yeah. yeah. Like my wood carving. Yeah. Or dance. I'm, I dance. I have a dance church. I go Sunday, must dance, <laughs> must move the body. Otherwise, stuck. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, these are such, I love, like, I love that it comes down to these practical things of yeah. actually I need to find the thing in my life that is a um, a dance church or a, a wood carving, <laughs> the thing so that's <laughs> not connected to my creative right. practice at all, yeah. but something that I just want to have a play with and see, yeah. enjoy. Freedom. Yeah, I think it's the freedom, finding the freedom as a creative to just create. Candice, a few days ago, you wrote these words. There's a time in the not so distant future when those who deem themselves as too small and insignificant get their chance to reign. A time when the ways we were taught to believe no longer exist and the way we decide to exist gets priority over all other decisions. The tall and proud ones that led with animosity and supremacy are gone now. A distant memory of what used to be, never to replace the sovereignty that now takes the lead. Those of us that were hidden in shadows now know what it feels like to shine. Bigger than we thought we could be and more powerful than they ever expected us to be. These new beginnings show those that couldn't that really they can. It's an equilibrium unlike anything from any generation. Ooh, I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote that. Yeah, yeah. And it feels like it feels like an anthem for what you're doing. Like everything yeah. that we have been talking about, in, even again in terms of the defiance, like the it's defiance true, yeah. that this is towards the story that is sold to us by society, um, yeah. everything you're doing, and this is why I wanted to read it back to you. Um, so, you. So Candace and I often, <laughs> uh, um, I would say at the moment we're writing together, like prompts together. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. As, as something to keep us inspired, creatively inspired and creatively going. Um, and at various times over the last six years, we've done this uh, with mm -hmm. other people in yeah. groups and all that kind of stuff. And this was just one of the little pieces from a prompt the other day. And I just thought it so beautifully captured. I ended up in tears. When I first read that, I was in tears um, when, you, when you sent that to me um, because it because it's so empowering, like what you're doing. And what I think our role as creative artists are, if we choose for our creativity to not just be about ourselves, but as, as you are doing with the Essence Project and all that you do, when we choose for it to not be about ourselves, but to be about like helping people rediscover their own sovereignty, their own, their own autonomy, when so much of our society has stolen it from them so much of our yeah. in our personal lives we let it we've let our voice get stolen from us we've let our connection to our physical our beautiful physicality get stolen from us and so for us as creatives and maybe we can and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this to come into land um for us as creatives or what do, what do you want to say on the back of hearing these words from, from yourself again about helping other people to come out of the shadows they've been in? 
what do you want to say both to people who are hiding in the shadows and to those of us who have the beautiful opportunity to encourage them out of the shadows maybe it's just some some last words from you around this creative stuff that you get to do that we get to do wow uh so many things to say (laughs) ready uh i would say try to make the shadow your friend so that you can find the light much easier there's a way that the darkness can lead to the light yeah and making both comfortable and fun i love that and what about for those of us who are i mean maybe it's the same thing for those of us who are trying to lead people out of the shit like to be a guiding hand out of the shadows is it the same thing for us i i would say um the thing that I focus on is doing my own work, like making sure that I am a clear channel because oftentimes specifically uh, with the creativity, it's not, it's not about me. I think I'm just a vessel. Yes. And when I, when I actually get into flow state, it's when my brain stops thinking and I just allow for God to come through me. So it's uh, not, it's not about me. It's not about uh, me. <laughs> it, I I just say yes to the channel that is through me. Uh, so yeah it's not about me (laughs) yeah i think and that it was like it took a long time to get there because my ego is big so you know when i when i actually allowed Uh, for myself to step out of the way and and just be the conduit the work got so much more fun and deeper and richer and satisfying for everybody involved i love that i wonder if to to finish us out, can you let us know quickly now if someone is like, I need this, I, I really need this, um, I need some time with Candace because you travel. <laughs> I, every- in the woods. I do. You travel <laughs> everywhere throughout the US. I um, do, yeah. Where can people find you to find out how they can connect to you? Yeah, so my uh, social handle is The Essence Photographer and my website is www.theessencephotographer.com easy to find me there and you can find me on all the mostly Instagram and Facebook and uh, yeah I just would love you to finish off this episode to read out that what I just read of your own writing, but I would love to hear it and and for people to hear it from you. Could you could you read us out with this little bit of writing of yours? Okay. Yes. Yes, I can. There's a time in the not so distant future when those who deem themselves as too small and insignificant get their chance to reign. A time when the ways we were taught to believe no longer exist, and the way we decide to exist gets priority over all other decisions. The tall and the proud ones that led with animosity and supremacy are gone now. A distant memory of what used to be, never to replace the sovereignty that now takes the lead. Those of us that were hidden in the shadows now know what it feels like to shine, bigger than we thought we could be, and more powerful than they ever expected us to be. These new beginnings show those that couldn't, they really can. An equilibrium unlike anything from any generation. Now I'm in tears again. 
<laughs> thank you for being on the podcast with us today and sharing this incredible work that you're doing. Thank you.